Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? So once again, we see Jesus teaching, but today we're going to see him going more in depth. He's going to dive in. He's going to give even more in-depth teaching. He taught in, in some small parables, but now he's going to really introduce parables as his way of teaching. He decides to get in this boat <laughs> and teach from there. And as insignificant as that might seem, remember, it is very crucial because last week we saw, last time we were in the book of Mark, we saw the people were pressing in on Jesus so much. They were pressing in. They couldn't even eat. Their arms were so, you know, bound together because the crowds were so uh, compacted. And they were pressing in on him. But see, Jesus knew their most pressing need was not that. It wasn't the physical things. It wasn't all the healings. It wasn't all the, the casting out of demons. Okay? It was something much greater than that. They needed to be taught. They needed to be fed. Remember the first command, the command he gave to Peter when he restored Peter in John 21. He said, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. That's important to Jesus. It should be important to us. And so it is important to Jesus. So what does he do? He adapts. He changes things up. He gets out on this boat. Because that was their most pressing need. Mark 4, 1 again says this. And again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. So he adapted. I talked about this before, but the acoustics at the Sea of Galilee are pretty incredible. If you ever get a chance to go there, it's pretty neat. You can stand out down on the shoreline, and if you're up on the hillside, you can hear people talking at this level. They don't have to yell, really. It's just, it's like an amphitheater. And so the Lord takes this boat, and he gets out on the boat, and he sits there and teaches so that they couldn't press in on him, so they could listen to his teaching, because he knew how important it was to teach them. They needed to be fed. And so we see this amazing example, and it was a perfect solution. And then what does he do? He begins teaching. Now, I want us to imagine this, because I was thinking about this in my prayer time. Could you imagine being part of that crowd, listening to Jesus Christ teach a sermon? <laughs> I mean, often I've thought about that, how incredible it would have been to walk with him and to hear him teach and to just be there in that moment. Could you imagine? Have you ever thought about that? Or am I the only one? I hope, hope I'm not alone on this. Um, I'm a little different, and that's okay, you know, so sometimes I'm alone on these things. But, you know, how incredible would it be? But one thing I was reminded of by a pastor many years ago is this. You know, we think about how incredible it would be to hear the Lord Jesus teaching us personally. But, you know, the Word of God is just that. It's God-breathed. Do you understand what the Bible is? It's not like any other book. It's alive. It's living and active. And here's the thing. This pastor said to me, he said, you know what? If you haven't heard God speak lately in your life, open the Bible and read it out loud. It's his word. And when you understand that, when you really understand that, it changes things. I know it did in my life and it probably did in yours. And then we see this in verse 2. Then he taught them many things by parables 
and said to them in his teaching. Now, I'll come back to parables, but that word teaching there, almost everywhere else in the scripture, it's uh, translated as doctrine. It's the word didache. It means doctrine, instruction. Okay, I'm not sure why the New King James translated it this way, but almost every other time in the scripture, it's translated doctrine. And I want to talk about that, but here's the thing. I also know whenever you know, a, a pastor, a preacher, a teacher uses the word doctrine, some people's eyes gloss over, they start foaming at the mouth, you know, they just they go take a nap or whatever, and it's like, that sounds very old-fashioned, very religious, very boring. But I want us to understand something, how crucial doctrine is. Doctrine matters. Doctrine really matters. It's extremely important. I, have I told you that doctrine matters? It really matters, folks. It really matters. And I can't say it enough. And I want to give you a definition of what doctrine is from a biblical standpoint. So maybe you can understand why it's so important. From a biblical uh, dictionary, it says this. It is, of course, the act of teaching or that which is taught. But then it says this, the use of the term in scripture, however, is broader than a simple reference to information passed on from one person to another or from one generation to the next. Christianity is founded on a message of good news rooted in the significance of the life of Jesus Christ. In scripture, then, doctrine refers to the entire body of essential theological truths that define and describe that message. I don't know about you, that sounds pretty important to me. What do you think? Can I get some agreement or what? You guys, are you sleeping today? If it's the weather or whatever, there's coffee right over there. I will not be offended if you get up during the service and go get two cups of coffee, you know, if you have to. It'd get us both through. But the thing is, is that, you know, when you understand that's what doctrine is, it is important. And it was important to the early church. And we model ourselves after the early church. A passage we should be familiar with, we, you've heard us talk about it here, if you've been here for any length of time, is Acts 2.42. It's the four core things that the church is to do. There are many others, don't get me wrong. But Acts 2.42 says this, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. First thing on the list that the early church was, was uh, doing was studying the, the doctrine of the apostles, which was the, the teachings of Jesus Christ given to the apostles. The word of God. It ought to be first on our list. It's something the early church modeled for us. But know this, it's crucial probably now more than ever. I mean, probably the same, but also in the days we live, don't you know that doctrine is very important in these days? You know, we've talked about this a lot. The world's gone crazy. It's gone mad. We knew it would happen. The Bible told us it would happen in the last days. But look at this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 4. Look at this. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Uh, do we see that these days, folks? Yeah, we certainly do. It's all around us. It's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. You know, it's, it's amazing to me how even in the last 20 years, how much so many, even pastors I once respected or listened to or, or you know, knew about or knew of, how they've even changed their doctrine. They've become more seeker-friendly and really embraced the world. And it's heartbreaking there are fewer and fewer churches that hold to the word of God, the truth of God. And you know that has to break his heart. We know it does. But the thing is, is these days that we live in, people will trade in all this sound doctrine for things that please themselves, that please their flesh. 
You know, it's usually based in some kind of sin they approve of or, or carnality. You know, they want to be wealthy. They want to be healthy, wealthy, and wise at all times and be rich and prosperous. And they forget so many things about the truth of Scripture. And we see so many of these people heaping up teachers for themselves. And when I see that word heaping, since we're going to be talking about soils today, I think it's only appropriate to talk about manure. What do you think? You know, money and manure are a lot alike. You know, you spread it out, it does a lot of good. You pile it up, it stinks to high heaven. (laughs) But it's true. But these days we see people heaping up teachers for themselves. And it's nothing but manure. And the bottom line is, is the heartbreaking thing about it is it's sending people to hell. Do you understand that? A false gospel is no gospel at all. And it's sending people to hell. That should break your heart. It breaks my heart. Not only that, though, what are they trading it in for? We, t- we were told about the last days and what they'd be trading it in for as well. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, it says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own consciences seared with a hot iron. When you look at this doctrine of demons... This is what's being spread about and called Christianity. See, the the enemy is fine proclaiming the name of Jesus as long as it's a false gospel. Because he knows what that's dishonoring the Lord. We have to be careful. But you know, in the same chapter in 1 Timothy, it tells us the warning to Timothy, but it's also to you and me. This is one of the first warnings. Let's let's look at this. 1 Timothy 4.16 says this. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Do you understand what that's saying? Remember I told you that teachers like myself are held to a higher standard of judgment. And I don't take that lightly. I'm going to be judged higher on a higher standard of judgment for whatever I teach and whatever I don't teach. But you, as a Christian, who share your faith, who are supposed to share your faith, who are supposed to share the gospel, you will also be judged according to how you share it and what you share. Are you sharing the true gospel? Or are you sharing a made-up gospel? You have to be careful. You have to have sound doctrine. Because it says, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. That's talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. If you continue in them, you will be saved and those around you will be saved because you'll preach a solid, true gospel. Have I told you? Have I? I don't know if I've told you guys this, but doctrine is important. It's very important. But back to Jesus' teaching in Mark chapter 4. In verse 2, we read Then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching, that's in his doctrine. He's going to teach them and he's going to use these things called parables. And you know, we kind of understand this because, you know, we have, the, we have history on our side, we've studied the scripture. We understand parables, um, but think about the people of that day. They did, this was new to them. But the word parable, it, it, it means to teach doctrine in a way that's to set alongside. That's what the word means, to set alongside or to cast alongside. So it's bringing a truth, bringing a truth through a narrative. You can have a narrative, and then there'll be a spiritual truth that you lay alongside of that. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website.
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.